Jared Gallagher, you are the communications officer with Amri, but you also have been doing a lot of work on your own book, which is called Faith in Search of Greater Glory in Sport. Very interesting concept. Tell us about it. The concept's very simple. It's talking to some of the best and brilliant sports people from Ireland who have done amazing things in sport, world champions, gold medalists, All-Ireland winners, you know, and then also people who have just kind of come short on, on the mark of sport. But I, I talk to them about themselves, their passion for sport, why they got involved and their achievements. And then I ask them a little bit about their personal faith, you know, memories of and where that sits within sport. And, you know, obviously there are examples like Katie Taylor is very, very public about her faith. But there are others, and I've demonstrated that there are about 25 or possibly 55 or 155 of people who have integrated sport and faith and they do it together. Yeah, tell us some of the names because they're very well known. You've got the tops and they cover a lot of sports. Yeah, well, I, I'll go from the book cover. You've got Katie Taylor, uh, uh, boxing world champion. You've got Josh Vanderflaer, world rugby player of the year. You've got Kira McGeehan, European track athletics. And then Brian Mullins, kind of the famous, who has recently just died, uh, former Dublin player and whatever. But inside the book, there's other people as well, um, you know, the, who have rep- there's Sean Kelly from cycling. There's uh, Kieran Carey, the hurler, uh, Kyle McCallan, one of the Ireland's best kind of cricketers. So people from all over the country, north, south, east and west. Yeah, great to get that cooperation. I want to talk to you about a few today with a Jesuit connection. So we look first at Jer Brennan, who was an All Ireland Gaelic football player for for Dublin. So what had Jer to say for himself? Well, Jer and I go back a long time together. Um, but there's one thing that he does do very well is he wears the his Jesuit traditions kind of on a sleeve. He's very upfront that without the Jesuit influence in his life, he wouldn't be where he is today. You know, he was an altar server in the parish. He sang in the choir. He played football nearby. Um, but it was through the scholarships and the generosity of the Jesuit order that have supported him. And, you know, to this day, he's out in UCD now working with students there. And Jer has this thing that I, I've discovered since is he still accompanies young people, you know, that great uh, Jesuit tradition. He accompanies young people in sport, you know, in the excellent centre in UCD. So he, he's, he's putting into practice all the Jesuit influences that he has been given. What did he say to you? Because I once interviewed him and I asked him, did he pray to win the game before a, a, an All-Ireland final? And he said, oh, I think I've been taught better by the Jesuits than that, which I thought was really interesting, like that he wouldn't pray for something like that. What does he pray for? There's a natural pattern throughout the whole book. Um, no, nobody has actually prayed for to win. They've all prayed, you know, to give their best, the title to give glory to God. They try to give their glory through the sport that they do, but they've never prayed for success and they've never prayed to win. Jer is one of a few people who kind of says that when they went on the pitch, they wanted to give their best. But he also added in a little footnote that he didn't want to hurt people too much because sport's competitive. So <laughs> He was a hard man on the pitch, I think. A lot of people might wonder whether that prayer was answered or not. Yeah, you, you referenced the title of the book, Faith in Search of Greater Glory in Sport, which reminded me of the Jesuit motto, Ad Maiorum Dei Gloriam, which is for the greater glory of God. Was that in your mind when you put that title? together? It was actually my original working title for the book. Uh, the hero publishers who published the book, they added in the word faith. Um, they just thought that would actually sell more from them as a sport because the word faith and sport 
just don't go together. And yet the book actually demonstrates actually they do go together. So, but everybody, whether you're on a horse or, you know, on a field or on a track, you know, everybody tries to give them best. Um, so that giving your best is also giving your glory. Uh, the dedication at the very first start of the book is from Saul's. And it, it basically says, whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. So that's, you know, sports people are just doing that day in, day out, kind of training or performing or winning. And giving lots of people great joy as well. Sean Boylan, now there's a name, a, a long tradition with Sean, healing and medicine, Meath manager, a football many years ago, great manager, and also a Belvedere boy as well. Sean's very proud of his Belvedere connections and whenever I spoke to him in, in the book, you know, his sister was going to one of the other religious schools nearby as well. So they travelled in on the bus from Dunboyne. He did the homework on the bus on the way home from school because they worked on a farm. So when he got home, there was no homework. They had to work on the farm. But yeah, Sean tells great stories about, you know, the Jesuit connection, his mum and dad bringing him up to Dublin, you know, trailing around the seven churches on various days. And he name checks a lot of the churches. You know, he has a very strong personal faith. Um, there's more to Sean Boylan than meets the eye. Like he's a herbalist. His family goes right back to the Hill of Tara, 1798. And he's continuing to work with some of the sports people. And actually, I, I gave him a copy of the book recently. And actually, he probably knew everybody in the book personally. Yeah, uh, and loads of people go to him for help. He has given great healing support through the herbs to many, many people. He's a very deep faith, but he, he's connected to kind of ancient Ireland, you know, he's just kind of bringing this into the modern era. He did that in sport as well, you know, that he had the teams training in Tara, he brought the, the Meath team, they, they used to go to the Columban place out in Dalgan, uh, they stopped for the Angelus if they were training during the day so he, he integrated his faith into his sport and, and nobody challenged him because he, he's just a, a very nice, likeable person. So Jer, overall in the book, <clears throat> those stories, what struck you most? Any outstanding comment or something that surprised you as you went to interview these people and the great support that they did give you. What I often say is these are just ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with talent. You know, each of us has been given a talent and a gift by God. These books just put it into practice by doing the best of whatever they were called to be, whether it's Sean Kelly cycling or Kieran Carey playing hurling or Jared Brennan on the field playing for Dublin. You know, they've just given their best. The other thing that I would take away is there's a huge challenge to parents and, you know, people involved with young kids about, you know, on a Sunday, do you do sport and do you do religion? And I think the book demonstrates actually both coexist you can actually have a spiritual side and a sporting side and they actually complement each other it's the missing ingredient uh, one person told me he says after reading the book um he has uh, kind of moved away from faith and church and practice he just at the end of reading the book he felt did he miss out on something for 20 years by not having a spiritual side or being aware of a spiritual side so i hope that conversation starts with people who read the book as well before christmas if you're buying it or over christmas chat to others about it um it's it's a perfect book for people who stand at the sidelines or support you know football on the tv or whatever you, that you can begin to relate to all these people whether it's Mo Salah the Muslim praying on a pitch or Rashford the other night uh, during the world cup yeah, praying. praying so there's a lot of little prayer moments there going on so I, I think we should encourage this conversation you, you mentioned Marcus Rashford Man United you actually interviewed the chaplain of the Man United team what did he to say 
Very interesting person. He's a Pentecostal minister, started work within chaplaincy, within teams. It was an accidental support to his ministry. But he said, you know, the, his his role within the great Alex Ferguson teams back in the day was just to kind of, again, the Jesuit word, accompany people, whether they be in a dressing room or the catering staff or the grounds people, that there was a ministry there of outreach, of being a Christian witness within these big clubs. So who would have thought some of the clubs would have chaplains? But actually, I've discovered a lot of the premiership have prayer rooms, they have chaplains, you know, they have a spiritual component built into the whole kind of business that is the sport of what they're about. And that man might be working now for a while for Man United. They were slipping behind, but something has changed and let's hope that continues. So I'm just interested also rugby and our the wonderful Josh Van der Vleer, what did he just say? Josh is a very quiet person. I met him there recently again, again, to give him a copy of the book. He's on the cover. This is his first time to kind of really go public about his own personal faith, which is strong. I mean, he comes from a Church of Ireland evangelical tradition and he prays before matches. You know, he's now recently married, but him and his now wife, they actually say prayers before a match. Whenever everybody else listening to their beat music kind of on the bus, he's listening to Christian music. But it's integrated, like I know his mum and dad, you know, living in terms of his personal faith is a faith that was handed on to him from his parents. Just a very normal person. Kind of contrasting story is Ian McKinley. Ian, rugby player, went blind in one eye. His dad is a Church of Ireland minister. You know, he, he's on a, 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 his own spiritual journey as well. Like, because not every story that I tell is actually a happy, happy, go-lucky Christian. These are people who are discovering faith as they go along or raising questions about the meaning of their own life in the middle of their sport. And some of them don't want to be remembered for sport. They want to be remembered for who they are as a person. That's interesting because they're hailed as sports heroes, all these people. What do you think it is? I mean, have all of them talked about loving the sport or is there a side too that it's, it must be really difficult to keep up to the type of standard that you need to be in the class of the people you've interviewed? Not easy sometimes, I'd say. These are people who got to the top of the game, you know, you know, winning an All-Ireland or becoming a world medalist, champion. You know, Ronnie Delaney, the iconic image on Melbourne, when he crossed that line, the first action he did was to bless himself, kind of kneeling on the track. But these are people who, who move beyond sport. Um, you know, they never leave it behind them. You know, they still have a huge interest in checking results or kind of finding out how other people are doing. They, they continue to give of themselves within the sport and they see themselves as ambassadors, even if they have retired of sport and of themselves. I can see why it's the number 10 in the sports books of the Irish Times. It sounds fascinating. And who publishes it and how much, Jer? It's published by Hero Books. It is in most of the, the main shops, you know, your Veritas's and your Easton's. But actually, I'm asking people to support your local bookshop as well, your independent trader. It's on Amazon. It's on the online shops as well. It's out there. So please do pick it up. But if you're thinking of that gift for somebody who's into sport, I think this is a different type of sports book. Yeah. And also if, if they're into spirituality and, and stories of, of journeying and discovery, that's there too. And the one takeaway for it is, for everybody, it's just to give glory in whatever you do. Whatever you work at, whatever you're doing today or tomorrow or the next day, is just give glory and be your best and do your best. <laughs>